Introducing the Corner Booth, a football podcast covering the latest trends and news in college football and the NFL. Here are your hosts, Jared and Mark. Welcome in, folks, to the Corner Booth podcast. Thank you for joining us today. However you are listening, Spotify, iTunes, we appreciate you stopping by today. Got a big show. It's Super Bowl week one. Two, we got a lot of crazy stuff happening outside of football. And, oh, God, I was so disappointed. The Pro Bowl was absolutely hot garbage shit this weekend. And I literally couldn't even watch it. And uh, a lot more. So get ready. Let's rock and roll. Mark, what's the first thing on the docket? All right, we got the rundown, and this this rundown is so interesting. There's so many hot topics, like you said. Like it's dead week with it was dead week last week with the Pro Bowl, but somehow the NFC NFC Championship is still in play, and the Saints fans will not let it go. They are trying to sue for like their feelings being hurt. I don't know, you man. They're all over. Senators bringing this up on the Senate floor. I'm like, the government was shut down for like four weeks, and this is the crap they bring up? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, okay, so I, I posted a meme, and I tagged Belly up in it on my Twitter account. I, I also apparently made a spelling error, according to one of our editors, just giving me shit as usual. But um, essentially, it was like, it was that picture of, you know, like the guy's on a bicycle, sticks a wiffle ball bat in the tire, spoke, flips over, and blames something else. And it, it cracked me up because it made a legitimate point. It was like Saints threw a pick in overtime, had two shots at winning the game, gave up and kicked the field goal instead of trying to go for it on fourth and whatever it was. Everyone, The Saints are acting like they were victimized here. And I could almost make this is how America's turning into with this victim culture we have now, but you want to go into every motivational video ever that was ever made in the last 10 years. But the Saints are crying about it's over. Get over it. This is what separates champions from chumps. These saints are chumps. They're crybabies. The problem is the media is hyping this bullshit up, and I'm getting sick of it because real champions don't complain when they lose a call. If I made this point the day after that championship game, we were on the pot, we were on the podcast here. This was last Monday, and I said, listen, champions do not roll over when they get screwed on a call. Because if you're going to play New England in the Super Bowl, you're going to get screwed over on at least one call. And you know what the part is? You overcome it, and you come back, and you beat them. Because you know how New England beats teams? They make you make mistakes. And if the Saints were getting that butt hurt about literally a call, yes, Roby Coleman blew the dude up. But you know what? You had three more shots at winning that game, and you screwed up. Sean Payton played chicken, played like chicken play calling the entire game after that. It was like the entire morale of that scene folded over. And I'm sick of this bullshit. Cameron Jordan, you're a little wuss. Mike Thomas, get off Twitter. You're embarrassing yourself. These great players are ruining their reputation. And they're, I am losing so much respect for them because they're not just taking it like men. And they're complaining like they got hosts. Listen, New Orleans, you guys are horrible fans anyway. It's just people. Great city, though. I would love partying down there. But I hate you as a fan base because you're such crybabies. You're making Dallas Cowboys fans look good right now. All right, all right. Like, holy God. The crazy part is Benjamin Watson posting that thing. Like, it's time for you to make the move, Roger Goodell. Like, dude, you should, of all people, should understand. Should happen to the NFL. And the whole the whole thing that always comes down to me, because I've been, I've been like, watching – 
Sports Center, ESPN, all this stuff, and how they were arguing about how the Patriots got lucky because they won the ball in overtime, and that's, that's why the rules need to be changed. The Saints got the ball first in overtime. If the rule needed to be changed in overtime, the Saints would have won the game. Like, it doesn't matter. You guys had the chance. You got the ball. Yes, you got screwed over, but it, it happened, and there's no way he's going to change the game. Get over it. Don't try to soothe like the NFL. Like, it's not going to change. And then they even have – you had Saints fans looking up the, the refs and their where they're from, and supposedly there's four from L.A. Like, that makes a difference because the Rams have been in that. L.A. for how long? Rams have been in LA for three seasons. It's not like you if think anything, those refs were sitting around like, "Oh, I can't wait for the Rams to come back and in the NFC Championship, so I can." Like, come on, dude. We're like, over the Saints, yeah. Well, the thing is, it's just like the Saints are like, "Oh, we got robbed." I'm like, "Y'all would have got, yeah." Okay, so let's just say play hypotheticals here. Let's say the Saints somehow, like, let's say Zerline doinks that field goal, and the Saints come down the field, kick one, they win, they're in, in the Super Bowl. You never hear about that penalty again. Oh yeah. And two, they go up against Tommy Touchdowns and Gronky Gronk, and guess what? The Patriots beat the living daylights out of them. The Patriots are built to beat a team like the Saints, who are a gimmick team. The Saints are just a better gimmick team. Like I made a, I made a point how teams like the Ravens, the Chargers, the Seahawks all got eliminated early because they're gimmick teams. They have about three or four weapons that make them good. The Saints aren't really balanced anymore. The Rams proved it, and even the Eagles for half that game, because what happens is you take away Kamara and Ingram on the ground, and you force Breeze to try to spread the ball out. But if your corners are even halfway competent, the route tree isn't hard to figure out. It's not like New England's crazy Swiss Army knife route tree. It's six or seven routes, and the receivers aren't that good. Mike Thomas is the only really good receiver they have. They rely on a dinosaur fossil in Tenge Jr. to beat you over the top. And they don't really have a good tight end anymore. The Saints need Kamara and Ingram to get going, or that team is useless on offense. And the Patriots would have figured that out within five minutes. It would have whooped them. It would be 41-21, guaranteed, as a Super Bowl score if the Patriots played the Saints. The Rams are more balanced. They have a better shot. So just can we just put this to bed now? The Saints are acting like they had any shot in the Super Bowl if they played. No. Mahomes would have let y'all up. Brady will let y'all up. Go home, shut up, make some moves in the offseason like everyone else, and be a man. Like, this is ridiculous. I'm done. All right. And so we brought up his name when we were just talking about that, so we'll go on the next topic. And it is Robbie Coleman, the, the Roby. guy Ro- – Roby, Robbie, whatever you want to call him. It's a it's a joint last name. It's it's something – It's I think it's Mikel Roby Coleman. That's his name. All right. So we'll go with that. But he just did something almost worse than that pass interference play, <laughs> and he talked shit – on Tom Brady and the Patriots. Supposedly he's a Bills fan growing up, so he's always hated the Patriots. And he went and said, Tom Brady, I think, I can't even remember the exact words that he said, but it was something along the lines of, well, I have it up. It was along the lines of that age has taken a toll on Brady. You dumb ass. You never, ever, ever say that about Tom Brady. I don't care if... Alshon said something last year that's supposed to... You took my point, you jackass. No, I I mentioned your point, and you can expand on it. Okay. Okay, so... (laughs) I apologize for calling you a jackass. I'm I'm a little quick-triggered today. Um, Literally, the way I look at it is this. He's not wrong, though. And I I talked to a Patriots fan, or our boy Kevin Langley, about this, and I said, Uh, listen... Do you need me to make the Max Kellerman snippet again? Shut up. I'm going to hurt you. (laughs) 
No more Max Kellerman references. I'm not Max Kellerman, all right? Well, but Tom Brady's still doing it. I don't care if AJ's taking a toll. It's he is doing like, it, he's but he's he can't get those long throws. He's not wrong. He doesn't need to. Oh, my God. It, They're in the what? eighth straight. You're AFC. acting like he literally walked out to the podium and said, we're going to beat the Patriots' ass, dropped the mic, and walked off. He, he, just, said, he just said something we're all thinking. Yeah, don't say it. I still I think the Rams aren't. I don't think the Rams are screwed. I think they have a shot here. There's a lot of things that are on my mind that I don't say because I know it's probably a good idea not to say it. And and folks, only fifty percent of them are about me. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I I'm just I can't believe you said it, especially after the whole past interference and him being the one involved. He just maybe loves being a part of the attention now in the media. Dude, I don't think he gives. You know, here's the thing about it. And his quote just showed what kind of player he is. He doesn't give a shit that people hate him for that. He's like, dude, an entire city hates me. Who cares, man? Like, the ref screwed this up. I just was there, and I decked a guy. I got fined for it. But, like, honestly, he's just like, I don't give – like, the thing is, if I'm him, he got away with murder on live television and got to live and got to live the tale, live to tell the tale, and it helped his team win. So, to him, he's sitting free. He's like, screw this. I'm riding a hot streak. Let's rock and roll. Let's go after Tommy touchdowns now. Like, I, I mean – I, I'm just kind of at this point. I, I don't care. Say what you want to say, man. Just show up on Sunday. That's all I give a crap about. I think the people that are actually more pissed than him are his teammates. Like I'd be like, dude, I would if I was a teammate. I'd be like, why would you? Why would you say that? Like, well, that's you know the whole thing. It plays into the whole Patriots mind games they play with teams. Like, if you are that afraid of Tom Brady that you get on your teammate for saying that shit, then that's a problem. I think that they should be encouraging him and hyping him up. Because the way you beat the Patriots, like I said, I've said this a thousand times, the way you beat the Patriots is you don't beat yourself. You play your game. You don't try to overly adjust. You do what you do best. You give what they give you, and you try to beat them. You don't try to beat yourself. You don't try to. You just play your game, and you try to beat them across the field. They're just 11 guys. They may have uh, Bill Belichick who may have made some deals with certain uh, entities when he was younger to win this many Super Bowls, but, you know, like <laughs> – Here's the thing. Um, like, look at the teams who beat the, the Patriots, Giants and the Eagles. The Giants, the first Super Bowl, what did they do well? Rushed the living daylights out of the passer, and they ran the football. And what happened? That's what they did. And they used a big receiver who was a matchup nightmare in the final play of the game for the touchdown. Yes, they need a miracle catch by David Tyree, but still, <clears throat> it, they played their game and they kept it close. You have the second time the Giants beat the Patriots. That team had a stable of running backs, a great pass rush, and had amazing wide receivers. Boom, there you go. Eagles last year, they had a prolific, they had a very high-scoring offense, and it was balanced. They attacked the Patriots at every angle from running the football to screen passes to deep throws. Like They attacked the Patriots where, they, where it hurt, and that's how you beat them. You don't beat them by trying to outthink Belichick because you can't. He may be the smartest human being on a football field. <laughs> but the thing is, you beat Belichick by using the fact that your team, 99% of the time, is more athletic than any guy on the Patriots. Like, I bet you bet your ass Marcus Peters is more athletic than Julian Edelman. And all those and John, our, our boy John Johnson Jr. is more athletic than Gronk. So the thing is, and Dante Fowler is more athletic than any of the schlubs on that offensive line for the Patriots. John Jackson. Our boy, John Johnson. Sorry. That's Jackson. Their, no, John Johnson Jr. 
is John Johnson the third is the safety for the for the Rams. Oh, I thought you were talking about her boy John Johnson. I was talking about well, first of all, Juice shout out. Thanks for coming on last <laughs> week, but no, I'm talking about our boy as Eagles fans. John Johnson the third, who's got who's friends with a bunch of Eagles. So when he picked off Bre- Breeze, he did the little chopper thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he became instantly my favorite Ram of all time. So yeah, like the Rams have better athletes across the board. Use them. Don't try to out-patriots the Patriots because you can't. Do your thing. Run the football with Gurley and Anderson. Throw the ball downfield to Cooks and and Woods, and that's how you're going to beat them. It's not rocket science. They make you overthink, and that's when you shoot yourself in the foot. That's how they've beaten everyone for the last 20 years. And if I am the Rams, I'm saying to Roby Coleman, yeah, boy, you tell him. Go harder. Say some shit. Be cocky. You know why? <laughs> yeah, boy. The pictures don't want you to do. And that's that's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. I, I, mean, I, 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 hope, I hope you're right, but when you were talking about these athletes and these stud athletes just made me think we have to move on to our next topic and how we put the greatest athletes in football and possibly the world in to the most boring football game of all time in all the right. Super Bowl. I, the NFL needs to make a couple changes. They gotta do something. They might as well yeah, just get rid of it or make it a fucking flag gone, flag football seven on seven. Here's the thing. There should be a bonus. Like there should be like some serious bonus money thrown into the winning team. Like the losing team shouldn't get shit. Two. Mm-hmm. Defensive players should be playing offense. Offensive players should be playing defense. Like that's the, the craziest I thing I saw. Like Jalen Ramsey actually. Jalen Ramsey actually like ran a good route, but like. Like, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, I mean, and not Mark Ingram, and Zeke Elliott rushing the passer and Saquon Barkley playing linebacker, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Just stop. Like, the whole point of them not taking it seriously so they don't get hurt, but these guys are playing positions that they don't know how to play that they probably would get hurt playing. It's the and it just rained the whole damn This is why day. I need to go back to Hawaii. That's my next point. Put it in a dome. Don't worry about it. We're putting in Hawaii. It was definitely better in Hawaii. But the whole the whole Pro Bowl, like you got Alvin Kamara getting the ball for two seconds in the backfield, gets touched, and they blow the whistle. And I get it. Like you know, when people get hurt. Days of Sean, they they need to also put it after the Super Bowl. Sean Taylor got suspended like for a year if he would have done that today. Yeah. Well, the NFL needs to grow a sack and stop becoming flag football. That's well, literally not what the NFL does. These players, they don't want to well, do the it. The players need to grow a sack. Like it, it's a lot of things. The NFL, the culture, and the Pro Bowl used to be great because back in the even the last three years before this were actually good. It was it was at like my junior year of college through last year. The Pro Bowl was actually fun to watch. It was entertaining. Yeah, but, I remember like the Deshaun Jackson like uh, flea flicker and stuff like that. But like I said, the difference is these guys are like, I am not risking. It. I mean, didn't Juju Smith Schuster like get hurt? I don't even know. What yeah, he it was. got hurt. He like he because it, it was the, the field conditions were terrible. So, you know what? There's a lot of problems. The NFL needs to go back to the drawing board because I watched it for about 20 minutes while I was at my sister's bar getting lunch, and I was just like, this is awful. Like, I'm wa- I'm more entertained watching Glory Road, which is a great movie, by the way. Just on, It was on that old basketball movie about Texas Western. I was watching that on the other TV because I'm just like, this is atrocious. <clears throat> Honestly, the flag football game with, like, the teenagers was more entertaining than the actual game. Yeah, it was. Easily. It's crazy. But yeah, NFL definitely has to figure that out. It it's it's it, there's no point to it. I it, it 
It's a waste of TV. It was at the Camping Bowl Stadium in Orlando, and it wasn't even sold out. And I guess the rain, but it just looks it's, it looks like it's embarrassing. Um, so to switch things up, it was like you know mix in a little, a little baseball, and we did tennis the one time. Let's go with golf again. It's back. Uh, the first tournament of the season was uh, happened this past weekend, and Justin Rose dominated, number one player in the world. Tiger Woods did not play that well. He did really well on the last day, but somehow that man went from I still it blows my mind. He went from like this hated human being for all he did to his wife at the time to now he was in seventy like forty second to seventieth place, and he still was like on the leaderboard. They would they shoot one through ten and they put Tiger at like seventy. It's like amazing how much he controls the golf world and he doesn't have to play well. Here's the thing, like he's a comeback story. Like that's why people love him. It's it's basic humanity. Everyone loves a comeback story. And Tiger went from being the greatest golfer in the history of the world to being this hated villain seeking redemption. And when he won his first major last year it he, was not a major. It was not a major. It was not a major? I thought it was a major. I, I, I do honestly, this is so much I follow Actually, golf. Actually, it might have been a major, but it wasn't one of the. No, it wasn't. It wasn't one. I thought it was a tour championship, but it wasn't the original four. It's not the original four. I know that. Yes. Yeah, but it's but the tour championship still counts as a major, but like. You can, you can clearly tell we're in, this is not the golf podcast. <laughs> this is not the golf podcast. I am a very casual golf fan. Like, Tiger was my favorite golfer, and I stopped giving crap about golf. After the whole Elon Woods golf club through the front of the Escalade incident, so <clears throat> I honestly liked him better when he was dating Lindsey Vaughn, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, yeah, no, I'm ha- I, I want to see Tiger succeed, man. He's a comeback story. It's it's cool. So you it's know. definitely good for golf. I I'm I am a decent golf fan. Like I don't obviously not that good of a golf fan if I didn't even know the answer to that. But I, I play golf all the time if I can. Um, Tiger is good for sports and golf itself. It just cracks me up how like he can. Be, we want him to be good so bad that we will throw him in the top ten. That he's in like fortieth place. It's crazy. Either way, it's uh. So now on to basketball. We have two more topics left in this rundown, and we'll start off with it's kind of a duo of a little topic here though. We got Anthony Davis. He has now said. His agent came out and said that he was not planning on he does not plan on re-signing with the Pelicans after the season and he wants to get traded. And wow did the NBA world and the NBA Twitter go nuts. I like and I said this to, and this is um a lot of points made. So the NBA Twitter blew up and the Pelicans now apparently seriously want to like investigate have the NBA to investigate any tampering because Teams are going to be calling Anthony Davis left and right. And I don't think he has a no-trade clause because this is a rookie deal still. But, like, <clears throat> if I'm Anthony Davis, I mean, if I'm the Pelicans, I, like, the NBA, and all the NBA, like, my biggest thing, I just don't want him to go to the Lakers. I don't want him to go to the Warriors, send him out east, send him up north. I don't care. Get him away from Los Angeles. Get him away from California. That's all I care about. Send if, he doesn't, if he doesn't go to the Lakers – I will be the most shocked person in the world. I think if he goes to the Lakers, Adam Silver could pull a Davis turn and swat that right out of the air. Why? That that would almost that. Uh, do you I want the Warriors to be LeBron, dominant? I don't want to see LeBron or Curry in the finals. I want to see something new. I would. That would be 
I would love if LeBron actually went to the Lakers and won or beat the Warriors wherever they play them because it wouldn't be in the finals or even the conference finals because they would not be first or second. Regardless, if LeBron picked up Anthony Davis and beat the Warriors in the West when he couldn't do it at like 8,000 times in the East, that would be awesome. I I, 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 I do see that point. I just what's like... the fun of Anthony Davis going to the Pelicans? Like honestly, I'm a huge. I'm actually a low key a fan of these super teams because when you have all these mediocre teams, like the same team, like the same teams are going to be in the finals regardless. Put them all on the same team. I don't care. I just want to see the best players playing at all times. Well, I just you know to me, I'm just I'm tired of like I used to love the NBA finals, and then after the third Golden State, uh, Cleveland, I was just like this is this one. I just hate Cleveland as a city. So I just hate the Cavaliers. It's just so boring. I don't hate Cleveland City because I love Baker Mayfield and I love the Indians. They're, they're just fun teams to watch, but the Cavaliers are like watching paint dry. Like, LeBron and the Cavs are going to the finals. Whoopee. I just, like, I'm just so done. I mean, I, anything would beat seeing the Celtics in the finals just because, I, I, you know, Boston sports is so blah. I agree, but sadly, like, they were – that game against the Warriors was like, damn, this would be a good finals. Like, I would love to see, like, a Bucks, a Bucks like, Warrior, like, Giannis, like, man on a mission against the world. Yeah, but no, he got dominated. Well, he got Paul George went off last night. Yo, talk about a talk about a team that like nobody's everyone's kind of going like low key on. The like, who would have thunk it that Russ and Paul George could just run their own team? Like, well, the no cancer, way. the cancer left in the uh, what's his face, Mello got out of there, and the team plays better. It makes I mean, I still don't, I still think Russ is a little overrated just because I mean, yeah, he's a freaking athlete, well, he's a really good basketball player. Watch your mouth, I love Russ. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me even the slightest. Wow. He, he's a huge stack guy, just like Matthew Stafford. Somehow we brought that into this. Either way, Russ is yeah, he's a great basketball player. I mean, he's a freak of an athlete, but when it comes to the, down to it, he just doesn't. He's not the like the player you want on your team when it comes to winning a game. My I thought. would rather have Russ than a lot of players on your. Would you rather have Russ or Paul George? I kind of both as a, as a, as a war, as a, a Thunder fan. It's a bad comparison. You say like, I'd rather have Russ than Curry. I'd say Russ. That's just, that's just stupid. No, because Curry got gifted with a lot of better players around him. And dude, Curry, Draymond Green and Clay Thompson were nothing like those three before, like they, those three just happened to have one of like, like they're not, they weren't big names. They just grew like came into the league together. Like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like if Draymond went anywhere else, he would suck. If Clay went anywhere else, he'd probably. I feel be like if Draymond um, went anywhere else, he'd be like a good middle of the road kind of player, and like Clay Thompson would just be another like JJ Redick kind of just bombs away three pointer. That's what I'm saying. And what's the, that team does plays? Well, no, Curry's well. like got like the star power because he's like almost crazy shit. But like I also think just like Curry got gifted a very a more mature Kevin Durant, and I'm capable of said that because he's still taking Twitter shots at random people. But <clears throat> talk about biggest babies of all time, Kevin Durant's probably a bigger baby than Saints fans. Well, yeah, he's he's pretty huge baby. Um, but yeah, so then either way, but then there was talk of uh, Anthony Davis, and there was like, oh, why does he go to Celtics? Because then it would just be the classic, oh, one team in the East, whatever. But supposedly there's reports that Anthony Davis is not interested in joining the Celtics, which is I'm glad to hear. I am too, because God, I hate Boston sports. <laughs> but I also think this is there's a reason why he's not interested in going to the Celtics because there's also reports, you know, reports coming all over the place 
that Kyrie, Celtics are unsure that Kyrie is re-signing with them next year. And <laughs> LeBron post some, posted something on Instagram or on Twitter. I don't know what it was, but it was a song. And it was talking about rewinding and like coming back together. Watch out, Lakers next year. Kyrie, Anthony Davis, LeBron. Boom, calling it. I hate life. <laughs> Dude, I'm looking at Nick, Nick Wright posted of a successful trade that the Lakers should do to get Anthony Davis, and it's Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Lance Stevenson, Kyle Kuzma, and Zubak. So what do they have left? A couple paper clips of LeBron? They got. They would have Caldwell Pope, Josh Hart. Uh, Josh Hart's balling, though. He can I know. Play. Well, they were saying that they might need to swap uh, Josh Hart for Lonzo, and people were like, they would definitely not do that. I was like, Josh Hart's probably better than Lonzo is. So oh, Josh Hart is clearly better than Lonzo. Lonzo is one of the most over... Lonzo and Brandon Ingram are just crappy basketball players. Well, Brandon Ingram sucks. Lonzo just doesn't look like he tries. It's really weird. The only thing they're losing out of that whole trade is Kuzma. Yeah, Kuzma can ball. But, yeah, so, I mean, I, that would be pretty wild if you, this whole past, this whole season, and then just have the Lakers with Kyrie and Anthony Davis LeBron, that team would be scary. I would love, like, if this offseason, like, I mean – he, this is I in, in basketball I just root for anarchy if you haven't figured that out by now. <clears throat> so like I would love to see in the offseason like you know LeBron can't get Davis because Davis goes to like some random team to build a super like to like to join up with somebody else some like one of his like or he goes to, like Phoenix to join up with his boy D Book or something like that or freaking I don't know or you know like the Lake and <laughs> the Warriors implode in the playoffs like our bet our bet is riding on and then. Uh, you know, the Celtics lose Kyrie to some random team out west or some team down south, and just, like, all the super teams start dissolving, and it just becomes back to the 2000s NBA, which is, like, the best time. And uh, I would love that, personally. But, uh, you know, I don't know. This All these speculative trades is driving me crazy because half of them are never right. LeBron – everyone was saying LeBron to the Lakers. That was, like, saying, okay, I'm going to take a shot from underneath the basket, and there's a 50-50 chance I'm going to hit it. <clears throat> If but but if the if none of this happens and Anthony Davis or or uh, Irving or Kawhi or anybody they don't go to L.A. that LeBron's officially out and has no pool anywhere because like yeah that was the whole plan kind of funny yeah the whole plan was I think Magic was like oh everyone's gonna follow LeBron but we'll see what happens yeah that'd be I would be so happy. So, uh, yeah, that wraps up this week's rundown. That was a very filling rundown, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I'm kind of just excited. For, I'm still like, I mean, I, it feels weird. It doesn't feel like it's Super Bowl week to me. Well, yeah, because last year we were freaking hype as shit. Because... Oh, my God. Last year was insane. I I think I shared so – well, also, last year, I think this time, I was still riding the high from us beating the living daylights out of the Vikings fans. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like I, my brain couldn't even focus on a single thing until the Super Bowl because the Eagles were in it. And like you said, this year it's just like, oh, it's the Patriots again and then the Rams, and it's just the hype is just not as I don't know. It's just not I, when you're I mean, now that our team's on the Super Bowl. I'm gonna watch them be really excited. But I would love to see the the Rams get one because that'd be cool. I mean, like this thing about Sean McVay, like the young is he? He's got to be the youngest coach to win a Super Bowl, right? If he wins it, I, 
I think the only problem is, and I think somebody said it, I don't know if it was you some other time, I think about one of my friends, I don't know, but somebody was like, I don't want Jared Goff to win a Super Bowl for Carson Wentz. I, I understand that, but it's like it's it's for the greater Carson Wentz technically did win a Super no, Bowl. No, don't give me that. I understand he has a ring, but he didn't he didn't do it. Yeah, and I had to talk to, I had to talk to this Giants fan at the gym, and he's like, "Oh, the team turned on Wentz." I'm like, "Listen, I made this point in and on Twitter while I was defending my article. By the way, check it out. Putting the Carson Wentz Nick Foles debate to bed. Um, selfish plug. I uh. I said this point to a kid on Twitter because he kept hassling me about why Foles was better. I'm like, the reason the offense worked better with Nick Foles is because Foles could chuck the ball deep. Carson Wentz had no accuracy throwing the deep ball because he couldn't push off his front leg because it wasn't completely healthy. Basic, it's basic human body functions. Like you need your throwing a football as a righty, you need your your front foot to be able to push off and aim downfield. Carson Wentz couldn't plan on that front leg because of his knee. So half those you watch half those deep throws, he's overthrowing Aguilar and Jeffrey by in like Mike Wallace by like five, six yards. Mike Wallace never actually played the same time he did, but never mind, sorry. But <laughs> still, he would overthrow him by like 10, 15, even five yards. But the thing was like it was only because he literally couldn't plan off that foot. You give Carson Wentz the entire offseason, he's hitting those throws. And now we're getting off topic, but I understand everyone's point like you as an Eagles fan, you don't want Jared Goff, but honestly. Goff wins one, Wentz wins four. Who gives a shit? Like, I mean, to me, <clears throat> I'm getting ahead of myself. Wentz wins four. Whew. Here's the thing to me. As a football fan, seeing the Rams, who are an L.A. franchise originally, come back, win a Super Bowl with the youngest head coach, and probably the youngest head coach in NFL history to win a Super Bowl, you've got a team with – a superstar running back. Superstar running backs rarely ever win Super Bowls. And you're and was like, oh, I don't know if Gurley's going to help him. Like, you give Todd Gurley two weeks of nothing but physical therapy and rest, he'll be ready for game time to give it one 60-minute blast off. <clears throat> He's a tough dude, man. He played half the season injured. I agree. So he, I agree. As I talk more and more about him, I'm getting more hype. But I, like I said, I think it's just because we're we were it's 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 so hyped last year, so it's just a little different. But like I said, it's Super Bowl. We'll obviously get more into it next week. Uh, no, not next week. Uh, the next Thursday's episode, Friday, whenever you guys listen. But yeah, I mean, it's still a Super Bowl at the end of the day, and I'm gonna watch the hell out of oh, it. Yeah. I will too. I gotta figure out the home doing it. I have like three different things I can do. This is probably every year for the Super Bowl. I always like I always wait to the last minute to figure out where the hell I'm going, and I'm always like last minute just. Try to scramble to get beer and chips and wings, whatever, and just it's supposed to snow. I think so. Something maybe I don't know if that. Maybe where you're at. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe up in Connecticut here. God, get me out. Um, I, I, I mean, also, you know, you know, what's so funny. And I, I mean, we could do. We're kind of just doing free, free throw, to free flow topics here. And I actually, Mark, I kind of wanted your opinion here. It's um almost February. Spring training starts in three weeks. Pitchers and catchers. Pitchers and catchers. And <laughs> I love when I'm telling you, baseball kills me when they randomly throw out things like that. It's like, oh, shit, baseball's still around. Um, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado possibly slam dunks to the uh, White Sox and Phillies. Now I'm hearing the Padres are in it, and all these other random teams are coming out of the woodwork saying they'll throw money at these guys. <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out 
I think this is major league. I think this is the referendum. You know how we were waiting, like how exorbitant were these contracts going to go until teams just said enough is enough. I think this is that point. You have two of the game's biggest stars are not getting paid what they want or what they think they're worth. And these super agents are looking like idiots because they're literally telling these guys not to take these offers. And I, I'm kind of, I'm wondering if it's more they're asking for too much and the teams are sick of this like exorbitant payroll inflation <clears throat> and they're trying to rewrite the market or it's just they don't like the teams they're getting offers from. I don't know. It, I think that Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are literally talking about this stuff the whole time because this seems so strange that the fact that these guys haven't been signed yet. We've gotten every offer probably that there is to offer. And they're just like, I just think they're content with like, you know what? I don't know. Just make a decision when I make a decision. Or they're just baseball is trying to keep it like the anticipation waiting. I think that I know a guy that works for uh, the Philly sports radio station around here. And he said that Bryce Harbor will be a Philly. If it's not now, it's going to be in February. So it's a pretty solid source, but I don't know why they won't just do it. (laughs) I am. I'm a little. See, the thing is to me. If something smells fishy, looks fishy, it's fishy. There's something wrong. There's there's something up. Like maybe I'm just I'm not I wouldn't call myself paranoid, but when I smell something's up, I think something's up. <clears throat> so to me, I think teams aren't don't want to pay Manny Machado because his his performance in LA wasn't great. It was like we didn't get the same Baltimore Manny Machado. They got they don't want the LA Manny Machado. They don't want Mister Big Time. They want the guy who was hum- hungry, humble, who's taking shots at the Red Sox, who was being this, who was being this like crazy workout, like hitting the ball hard, hustling, making these insane plays. They don't want the superstar. They want the the guy who works hard. And Bryce Harper, you get the hustle, but they don't want to pay him what Scott Boris is telling him he's worth. I, I don't even know if Scott Boris is agent or not, but it's guys like Scott Boris who make problems for the rest of the league. Because now you have these guys asking for these exorbitant, amount, exorbitant contracts. And, hey, listen, my Diamondbacks aren't clean either. They gave Zach Greinke half the farm for literally a mediocre tenure in our team. And his contract, along with Yasmany Tomas, why we couldn't retain Goldschmidt. So, and it happens to small clubs all the time. And I almost feel like MLB shouldn't have a salary cap, but there should be a – I think this is almost getting to the point where teams have to start re- making a referendum – because, yes, guys play 162 games, but besides pitchers, position players are are doing okay. I mean, it's – I don't know. I mean, Mark, how much – I, I don't know how often you played baseball as a kid, but to me, like, I didn't play, like, 162 games, but there were leagues I played almost every day, and the yeah, summer, summer ball was – I played all the way up until my senior high school. Summer yeah, ball was – you played – Summer ball, we played fall ball. Like, we played a lot, but I agree. I mean, it's just I, – I understand pitchers getting paid insane amounts of – like pitchers getting paid more money. I mean, yeah, they go every fifth day, but the amount of wear and tear on those guys' arms, it's like playing running back. You just get destroyed. It's just crazy that a sport that people like barely – like a lot of people like either are a baseball realist and you just have loved it since the day you die or since you were born and the day you die – or the people that, like, a lot of people, like, the younger generation is really not watching. Baseball is loaded, man. Like, they can pay. Like, this everybody. money. Also, baseball, when you get out of the Northeast, baseball is a lot more popular. 
and it's like because like some teams like that's all they got some some areas like you go out to Arizona like teams love like the Diamondbacks you go out to LA Dodgers games are packed go out to like Atlanta Braves games are ridiculous I think it's up here because we have so much good sports around us like we have like let's just say you're a New York sports fan you got the Giants their their minor league their minor league affiliate the New York Jets you have the Knicks, the Nets, the Islanders, Rangers, and that's just the that's the four major sports. You can got the soccer teams. You got two major soccer teams in New York, Boston. You got the Celtics, the Patriots, and the Bruins, and and like there's a lot. So to me, us in the we're in the Northeast, and you're in Philadelphia. You got the Eagles, <laughs> and you got like you know the 76ers and the Flyers. You know it's a lot more spread out, but you go out west, and I think it's a lot more regionalized. So like, yeah, I guess I understand the baseball point. And we have been on a tangent for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I love when I like I don't even care if we say this on air, but I love when I shoot you a text about anything, and you literally take a little pause, and I know exactly <laughs> what you're doing. I'm like, oh, Jared is he's he's not a reader and talker at the same time. I am not. I tried. I you could you could ask anybody I've gone on a date with or anything. Even if I get a text, I stop, and I'm just like, oh, okay. I can't multitask. I never have. I can I can draw for some reason. I could drive and eat. But I can't text and talk. I can never figure that out. Um, anyway, so that's about it for going on a rant about baseball. Uh, I honestly don't really have – I mean, I guess I could do last call. I mean, I kind of went on a lot of, like, Jared preaching rants. But um, I guess I can we, talk I guess about we don't, it. We don't have – I mean, technically we don't have to. I mean, like I said, it's a, it's a pretty dead week. Uh I mean, if you have something, you can say it. But like I said, we, we all know what's coming in the Super Bowl, yeah. and we're saving that all, all that Super Bowl talk for next next podcast. Next uh, I mean, I got I got one. Wait, uh, you I mean, wait, you you could talk one? No. Shut up. All right. So, <laughs> so I, I'm putting out so my Miami article that I've been talking about for weeks. I've been just kind of tinkering with it a lot. I finally found a working title for it. It's called T T N uh, T N M. Any ideas? Have been tweeting this out for a while and. It's all about the transfer portal, and it's called the New Miami. And I'm just excited for football going forward. We got the draft. Apparently, the Eagles are about to let Nick Foles walk, which I think is the dumbest thing on the planet. We've got the Super Bowl coming up this week. We got me and Mark's Christmas, which is the NFL draft, which, yes, expect our Clems. Co- I mean, not Clems. Co- wow. Sorry. Fast. That's a rewind to college. The corner. Expect a corner booth draft and you know what i think this year's gonna be interesting i think don't sleep on this quarterback class because they said the same thing mahomes tweeted this out the other day and it was picture for bisky watson said oh that was a weak quarterback class here's the thing about the nfl draft people get crap wrong all the time mel kuyper jr is like a weatherman he gets things right 30 percent of the time at one point you had cocaine chucky aka john gruden up there on the booth all right like come on like he was slapping Raiders helmet stickers on everybody at the Senior Bowl, which honestly was a better game than the than the Pro Bowl, which is embarrassing. I was but, still wild though that he was slapping Raiders. Like nobody wants that on their helmet. Sorry, sorry. They were slapping sorry, it on Juice. there, man. I don't know, man. So I, who knows? Sorry, Juice. We know we're dissing your team, but <laughs> uh, you know, just I'm excited. Hey, listen, this is what what why fo- a lot of teams need to learn about this. And this is why football is still king in this league, in this in this country and always will be. The NFL has control over the media 
365 days a year. Okay, let's say Super Bowl ends, you get a, you get a little two-week layoff. Oh, look, we got Combine. A couple weeks later, oh, look, we got free agency starting. Oh, look, now it's the NFL draft. And oh, wait, minicamp start. There's like a little dead zone, like in the beginning of July and the end of June where there's no real football talk. But 10 months of the year, the NFL has a hold. Yeah, you have like the, the Stanley Cup playoffs, and March Madness, NBA Finals, which kind of get that little June, end of June market. Major League Baseball gets to be in July with the All-Star break and what used to be interleague play, but I love how they spread out more. Um, the, NF- the NBA should take a note from the NFL in that it's, it should be a balance of superstars meets the, the, the teams. So somebody asked me the other day, what happens if they trade Foles? Which, I mean, trade wins, which isn't going to happen. But I would say, you know what? I would still love my team over and over. I would, I, I'm still an Eagles fan until I go on the ground. And and that's what's cool about the, the NFL. At one point, I remember, if you guys remember, the, the Sam Bradford, DeMarco Murray Eagles team. I didn't like a single player. That's, I had no favorite player. But I still rooted for that team. And I went to game. And I still defended them like hell. And then they drafted Wentz, and you know, history is history. So, to me, the M- the NBA needs to start developing a culture like that, because that's more sustainable than superstars. The path the NBA is on right now is not sustainable. You've got guys, you've got a few tough guys like Rondo and Draymond Green and Taj Gibson. You can keep going on these these guys who actually get in fights. And not guys like Devin Booker who have a guy holding him like he's on a leash going through the tunnel. Like, that would look stupid. I, I was, that looked embarrassing about Devin Booker, who's one of the league's best players. The NBA needs to start going back to a team-centric vibe. And once – because once LeBron goes, the NBA is in trouble. I'm not seeing another LeBron. Don't give me this Zion Williamson bullcrap. He's not even the best player on his own team. And I think the NBA, everyone's like, oh, the NBA is working better than the NFL because it's a player's league. How sustainable is that? Because players go, teams stay in for generations. Players stay for 20 years max. That's like Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan. So to me, my buddy, see the other day, I'm not going to throw him under the bus, <coughs> Connor, um, was a Lakers fan growing up. Had a Kobe jersey. He actually was trying to hawk it to me because, you know, I love Kobe Bryant. He's an Eagles fan. But also, I'm also just anything for anti-LeBron. But because I'm just, I'm just sick of him ruining, running the league. Um, not ruining, but running. He said to me, he goes, yeah, well, I guess if Kawhi goes to the Lakers, I'll be a Lakers fan again. I looked at him like, are you kidding me? You're going to admit that to me right now that you're going to swap teams again? I mean, yeah, like when I was a kid, I rooted for multiple teams along with my Diamondbacks because my Diamondbacks were terrible. But in OD down, I was always D-backs all the way in baseball. So to me, the NBA's got a problem with guys switching teams, switching fan bases, yada, 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 yada. And I think that's not sustainable going forward. So I don't know. I, I just see it's like it's almost like they see it out in the distance, but they're just banking LeBron plays in the eight years. That's, that's my last call, which actually got us all the way up to the 45-minute mark almost. That's perfect. <laughs> I think the one thing, though, LeBron's a very hit or miss if it's going to be a good or bad thing because it's tough because he's such a face and, like, literally is in the media about everything. But he also has created this whole how to beat LeBron and then now it's been how to beat the Warriors. So maybe 
when he leaves and everyone's like, shit, we all can just try to do this on our own now because the king's not here anymore. I also think that I agree with you on that completely. I think, like, there's a lot of... There is a lot of problems with how this is set up. And well, I it could swing at, both ways. Like huge. I know, it can't. I mean, but the thing is, this super team era, it's... They Don't you say it's coming to an end because that is what you're going with. And if you're right about everything coming to an end, I'm done being a sports podcaster. Well, I mean, we all know that eventually the Pacers dynasty will come in. That's the only one I'll make. I will guarantee. I think that the super team is going to come to it. It's going to come to a fork in the road. It's going to happen. I just don't want you to say it. It's just really, I just like, God damn I'm it. Like, no, I'm like, why does everything have to come to an end? I'm like Nostradamus, no, but I, I'm, I'm up for, I'm always up for new beginnings. So like, the happiest day for my life as a Timberwolves fan wasn't when Kevin Garnett won the MVP when I was a little kid. You know, he's my favorite player of all time. What ties it was when we got made the trade for Andrew Wiggins, and then we drafted Carl Anthony Towns first overall. And Flip Saunders goes out and makes all these deals before RIP. Yeah, that's why we love the NFL draft because it's all it's about potential. New, new beginnings. Like Carson, like my happy days as an Eagles fan were Deshaun Jackson's punt return, Carson Wentz being drafted, uh, Carson Wentz's first win as an Eagle, and the Super Bowl win. Yep. Because to me, I knew, like, not to quote How Much Your Mother, new is sometimes better. And with the NBA, I think going, I think cycling back to what we had in the 2000s like I was playing NBA Street Volume 3 last night and I was looking down the team rosters and there was super there was like three or four two or three superstars in every team like but like an A a B and a C level superstar so like you'd have like on the Celtics it was Paul Pierce and then you had an aging Gary Payton and then you had um what was his name Antoine Walker like uh, you had an A a B and a C level superstar Timberwolves had A level Kevin Garnett, B Latrell Sprewell, and a C Sam Cassell. And Lakers had Kobe, Odom, Metta World Peace. So I kind of missed that. Same thing with Raptors with, uh, I can keep going on the list, but the thing so is. So you like the big threes, you just don't like when all three are A's. I, yeah, because I just feel like I like parody in basketball. Because basketball. Some, just some. I'm okay with, I literally would be okay with all the same eight in East and West. I just want it to be a different teams in the finals. That's it. That's what I'm asking for. It's, listen, if it's going to be the same eight that we had in the West and the East last year in the same 16, cool. Like, but like, let's have the, let's have like the Jazz make a run or the Thunder make some miracle run. And it, have them take on the Bucks. I'm like, oh, it doesn't get ratings. You are telling me you don't want to see Giannis versus Russell Westbrook in the finals? That would be insane. The dunks in the video. Oh, my God. It'd be like a video game. So to me, and even Paul George is throwing that too. Like, so to me, I want to see new in the NBA because I'm starting to get I, – I told you. I was sick. I didn't even watch the NBA finals last year. I watched it for 30 seconds because I was on, it was on a sports bar while I was getting food for takeout. I went home and played Xbox, or I, I think I went out, or I went out to the bar and just didn't even look at the screen because there's no point. This is why football works. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is why the NFL works. I mean, yeah, you had the Patriots every couple of years, but you had a Bron- you had a Broncos Panthers Super Bowl, you had Seahawks Broncos, you like 
It's yeah, some of the teams are playing the same, but the winners are always are pretty close to different. So to me, I like the fact that in the NFL they got it right. The World Series baseball's got it really right. Yeah, you got a couple Red Sox titles spring in the last ten years. But come on, you had the Royals win four years ago. People forget about that. Yeah. The Diamond you know, my Diamondbacks win in two thousand and one. They were an expansion team. That's what makes those teams great. Why ba- basketball is, keeps nosediving down to my fourth or almost fifth sport behind UFC, which will probably uh, not no buying college basketball. We've got with college basketball's got parity. To me, I think parity makes things interesting, and it makes team p- real fans have to focus on new things. Like you can't say, oh Alabama has the same thing. Wait, Clemson just beat the living daylights out of them. Oh look. Clemson was set up as a better team, so that's that's why I got it. I just think the I just think the NBA is heading for a problem. They're sustaining a excellence and a ratings kind of buzz through the players that won't sustain because they don't have a next man up behind LeBron. They put him on such a high pedestal as the chosen one, King James, blah, 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 that he's the next Jordan. Well, like it's gonna die off. Like it's gonna die Ch- off, but. Well, Brownie Jr. He's sneaking right oh, in. Oh God! <laughs> I think that in AAU basketball, the AAU basketball circuit needs to get blown up. Everyone needs to start playing in high school again. <laughs> I think that's where we should wrap it up. Brownie Jr. talking. That's it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, that is it. I don't think I got a smooth jazz in my arsenal to make this not seem like it was a horrible argument. Um, that's it. We're going to have maybe uh, we're going to have a, po- a surprise guest on third on our next podcast talking Super Bowl. We are going to hope you guys have a great week. We will see y'all on Thursday night, Friday, whenever y'all listen. And by the way, have a good week. This episode of The Corner Booth has been brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow your host on Twitter at Belly Up Jared and at Mark Riley.